The Walking Dead comes back with a bang that we all been waiting several months for. The Predators are hot as ever right now. And you get to beat one of the creators, one of the biggest helpers of the podcast today. I hope that you are in love with the episode. I'm sorry for the two-week delay, but I have been parting my butt off and I have stories to tell. Let's get into it. Bring the noise from Music City, USA. DJ, kick the beat. As I have said before, we are going to have a very, very special guest on this episode of the podcast. Oh, I hope that y'all are just so ready. I know that some of y'all are very in high anticipation to finally hear from this person right here. One of the most important people in my life. Now, it's a rainy day here in Nashville. Um, whew, pretty dark and gloomy, but it's been pretty nice these last couple of days here. And I could have asked for such a nicer time. I had my birthday just a couple of days ago. I got a couple of guitars over here at my house. I'm going to start learning how to play some guitar thanks to one of my good old important people in my life. My blessed, lovely woman, who is highly just waiting for me to introduce her. So, with some other things I've done, I've had me. A <laughs> I've had a great birthday. I went to see Washed Out, which is a very incredible band. Um, I think that we both loved it very, very much. Got me a Fiji in Jersey for Fijian Rugby Sevens. I really loved that jersey a lot. I went down to Velosta and had a fun time with my family. Wish I should have recorded a podcast episode from there, but as always, other times I can do that. Um, it just had a, just a whole heap of fun for my birthday. Had several birthday cakes made for me. I mean, it was a birthday. It was pretty much a two-week to three-week-long birthday celebration. Which I am more than just satisfied with that, for sure. I mean, I've had people come visit me. You know, I've had, you know... (laughs) Just everything. For three weeks, I've had just pretty much everything I ever wanted in my life happen for me. So, it's just, I'm just so astonished right now, you know, just to have so much love in my life right now. So, with that said, we got to get into one of the biggest guests that we will ever have on this podcast Sorry for all my other guests, but this is one of my most favorite guests that I will ever have on my podcast. I have to re- welcome you to Z. And here is my guest, the lovely Z. Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> now, Z, since some people are going to ask me this, obviously, tell them your whole name. Um, it's... Uh... Oh, so yeah, y'all try to say that five times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) This once is perfectly fine, Z. Now, this is your first time in the States. Yes, that's true. So, we can go on forever. We only have a short time because you got to be back home soon enough. But tell me one of the best things you liked about the States? The best things about the States, um, uh, everybody's patriotic. I <laughs> love that thing. <laughs> I was never really patriotic that much in my life, uh, because I'm obviously from Slovakia, <laughs> <laughs> or Czechoslovakia, so I'm 
but uh, here when we went to the games, uh, like uh, Vanderbilt or uh, Predators, and I saw everybody bringing the family, kids, and and uh, grandparents. I realized it's actually pretty cool. Thing. Yeah, I, I love it. You became a, a Predators fan. You was you was excited last night when the Predators won that um, very fun game. That very entertaining comeback. Yeah, it was awesome game, pretty dramatic as well. I'm happy we saw it. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Predator fan now. <laughs> Definitely after the game we went to where they won, what, 7-1? Um, yeah. yeah. And, and we got free Big Macs in Frosty. Which we never got. Which we... <laughs> don't tell the people that we didn't go get them. <laughs> The game was worth it. <laughs> the game was worth it. So yeah, like you said, Czechoslovakia. From Czechoslovakia, we could just go into hours and hours of just conversations about that alone. Just being raised in a communist country, where in America we are so against communism. So. It's post-communist, <laughs> and they were occupied at first. Yeah. <laughs> and I was never, I wasn't kind of. Aware of that, I was too young to yeah. remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah and, your, and your dad had one of the first uh, TV shows there. Um, my father, he was a founder of first Slovak private TV station, um, which is not anymore, actually, because uh, it went down after he had um, health problems and uh, his health went down so and the company went down but uh, yeah uh, that's the truth yeah <laughs> uh. so now with all this being said we gotta go into the big thing that you love so much Walking Dead that came out this week yeah how do you love the episode mm, this was Unexpected. Um, well, we kind of did know that something bad is gonna happen to Carl, but still, uh, you cried. You cried at that moment. You cried a little I bit there. You shed a few tears. I don't know if it was that. Also, I'm sometimes getting more emotional because I'm gonna have to go back to Ireland to Dublin. Um, everyday life but, <laughs> yeah it was a good episode uh, yeah I'm sure they're gonna bring some good twist into it in the next one um, just uh, sorry for poor Carl it was awesome yeah let's stop to see how that sounded talking about The Walking Dead I think that this episode is just like was what the series was is in general it's just these up and downs and you have this episode of up and downs where you have Carl dying and you just have to cry and feel so emotional because you're losing one of the just first characters. We've seen him literally grow up on the show. We've seen him literally as a kid to a young adult coming on the show. <laughs> we lose him, but then you get you see just a badass moment of Morgan and Carol just killing a whole bunch of saviors and saving Ezekiel and Ezekiel just talking major shit the whole entire time. Yeah, <laughs> it always brings some kind of twist into it, you know. It's like a, one bad guy for a good guy, you know, then the good guy for a bad guy. It's just you know, it's, it's like a roller coaster. It's just like oh, I'm so sad right now. Oh, I'm happy right now. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'm happy right now. Oh, so <laughs> I think The Walking Dead is gonna uh, has developed more schizophrenia among people than any other show. <laughs> I'm blaming Robert Kirkman and um, and all the people at The Walking Dead for developing schizophrenia among people. <laughs> Yeah, it made me sad many times. Lots of good characters that kind of uh, died and they end. Uh, so, yeah, it's very dramatic for me personally because I'm an you know, emotional, very emotional person. Um, maybe that's part why I love it so much because it's like... Uh, 
Yeah, you get that mm, feel of life there. That the characters are really good in acting. It's I love this show. You're the one who got me on it. I did get you I on it. I mean, I get most people on these awesome shows of mine. <laughs> You know, so you know, I had to get you on the Walking Dead. You didn't want to. You didn't want to. You was the most rebellious of ever people that ever watched this show. You was like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Then I had to. I had to eventually be like, you're gonna do it, or we're going to have issues. And then you was like, <laughs> and then you was just like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then you watched the episode one, and you was just like, oh crap, let me get into this. <laughs> you kept watching. He was like, oh crap. Thanks for being so. Thanks for being so. Uh, being so much of uh, pushing me so far into this show. Yeah, Magdalene was awesome because I just started and there was seven seasons, so I had yeah. lots to watch. Now I just have to be patient, and you know. At least you got to watch this this uh, mid season premiere with me, though, in person. Yeah. That was- Awesome. The I day before my birthday. <laughs> I knew that this was gonna um, be sometime soon, but you still surprised me that, I that did. you brought it up so like I did because you didn't know you didn't even know it was on. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. You did have a feeling. You you said it when I was like when I was like I gotta I gotta I gotta I got a spot for you. He was like, is it Walking Dead? And I was like, crap, I got to do another game plan. I got to make a little green plan. I was like, no, it's the league. <laughs> then, you was, then you fell in love with that show. Yeah, another one you got for him. You're in love with the league already. By the way, if you if you haven't watched the league, uh, which my, many of my ho- my listeners might have have not, um, league is uh, uh, just a bunch of guys pulling, just being... Just being guys. I mean, it's a it's a show that's really hard to explain. It's a bunch of guys kind of being guys, and they play fantasy football. Mm. But, man, I say they play fantasy football. Some people that might not like fantasy football might be like, oh, that sounds like a dork show, but it's like literally the opposite of a dork show. Yeah, I think that you have to be a little bit into fantasy football with that show. Really? You think so? I don't think that's, you really have to. Uh, well... I got me also on the fantasy football, and you kind of get a feeling. Well, I think well, I got you on the fantasy football. I got you into fantasy football, actually. Yeah. Which I, I'm sorry I had to take you out to playoffs, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, it, it, I didn't know it had to come to that, but you know, it's kill or be killed in it's fantasy right. football, babe. It's alright. <laughs> I'm going back next year. And I'm the massacre. <laughs> Okay, now we watched Black Panther together. That was one of our first activities we did together. Was the Black Panther? Well, we went to Austin, had some fun down there, and got a little bit of uh, drunking. And... I thought that we saw the predators fighting the sharks. Before. No, that was after the Black Panther movie. Right? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love. You love Black Panther and you used it to diss my Star Wars that I love <laughs> so much. I love Star Wars so much. He was just like, uh, this is awesome. Black Panther is awesome. Star Wars is below par. And I was like, no! But we, we watched Black Panther. I'm gonna say that you liked it just because of the beers that intoxicated you. It was just a little different. I think uh, I love. Okay, before I before we go into this story, I gotta tell y'all what my viewer experience started with. Um, the movie comes on, and it's just the opening credits of Black Panther. My baby goes. This is a theater full of people. My baby goes in her normal voice, which is <laughs> which is not the loudest at all. But in a theater full of quiet people, and you hear somebody's voice, it doesn't matter because it's got echo. <laughs> she goes. Black Panthers aren't actually natives to Africa. <laughs> he goes, Panthers aren't actually natives to Africa. <laughs> yeah, <they're not. laughs> I was like, baby, don't say this in front of everybody. <laughs> That's true. They're native to Central and South America. 
I don't know. I don't know if the data is that good. I, I was I, hoping no. that that would kind of connect it somehow. Also, <laughs> those countries, at least, they call it Black Panther, but, you know, the movie still rocked for me. I love it. Well, I think it's just called the Black Panther because, like you said, you wanted a lion. But what can you say, golden lion? No. Um... No, just maybe. I oh, just, we could say we could call him Fat Hippo. No. <laughs> I just thought that they would maybe connect it also with South um, Central America, maybe you know somehow. I don't know. They can make up things, you know. So why not, you know, make it a little bit more uh, believable. <laughs> well. You know what I ever saw Black Panther in Africa, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, I mean, no. you wound up loving this movie anyway, though. You yeah. wound up really more loving the movie. More than Star Wars, I have to admit it. More than Star Wars. Because you're a dork. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I love parts of this movie. I, I, it, I love, okay, I like the movie a lot. But I am not the biggest fan of this movie like more people are up in. I love the technology of this movie. It reminded me more of a James Bond-esque Marvel movie. I'm starting to see themes in these Marvel movies where it's kind of like you get a theme of kind of like... Like, For Ragnarok was kind of like 80s, 70s-esque themes. And then you get this James Bond-esque theme inside of um, Black Panther. Hmm. And I kind of liked it. It was really cool. You get all this technological stuff. It reminds me more of a DC movie than a really a, a Marvel movie, in a sense. Yeah, so you get kind of a, a DC theme, in a sense, that you get, you know, you get kind of this really, really huge villain inside of this that, I mean, Marvel-wise, you haven't really got a villain that was so destructive in a way just so personally destructive you know not just um tearing down buildings and stuff like that you know destroying buildings and stuff like that you got a guy that was pretty much i'm gonna kill anything that steps in my way i'm not even killing his girlfriend which was i really liked on this movie actually even the bad character the villain um i think especially because at the end it seems like he kind of was getting into um, the sense that, you know, that he was brought back to this home place and he could see the skyline and uh, the Black Panther wanted to actually cure him, I think. And I, liked I think so too. And I liked also the end that he wanted to kind of, um, like, uh, get more open, you know, kind of known, and uh, especially fight for own people. I love that. The end was, for me, the best, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not like that day, that he died at the end. I think that he should have been a reoccurring villain. I think he should, might should have got away and then tried something else to get back into one cater later on or something like that. Um, I am also upset that the villain of Claw was killed. I wanted to see Claw as a reoccurring villain. Oh, I wanted to see Claw as a reoccurring villain. Just have like a, even just a small, tiny part. I would love to have seen him, you know? Yeah, I'm surprised that I killed him off in the middle of the movie. I was like, no, I do not like this kill. Kill all the bad villains. I want this guy back. <laughs> So it had kind of that theme of a DC movie like that, like where you kill these villains off, where you know you didn't, where you know you, these villains are killed off, you know. So yeah. it had as DC kind of esque themes to this movie, mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a Dark Knight kind of theme to this movie, kind of a little bit. Yeah, I don't like that a little bit. Yeah. Kind of that you know, a little bit realism, you know. That's, yeah. that's it for you. <laughs> You're such a dark. <laughs> okay, so we we mentioned that you live inside Czech, but we need to mention that you live inside of Ireland now, though. Yes, for the last 
12 years. He's living inside of Ireland, so um, this St. Patrick's Day is coming up. You know you're ready for that one, right? Yeah, usually just work. The home home of Dublin, the home of the greatest St. Patrick's Day festivals. Yeah, home of leprechauns. Home of leprechauns. My my boss actually yesterday, if you've ever seen a leprechaun before, that was pretty funny. Yeah, although I have to say, uh, I know I had, I always loved to be coming back to Ireland a part of this time. I never, I don't really feel like I'm that much happy coming back. Because America was just amazing. Oh. It's just a beautiful city and uh, uh, I really know we're going to forget that. She's just saying that because she knows Don J listened to my podcast. And Donald Trump, she's gonna let you back in, babe. Um, he's a personal, he's a personal fan of me. You know, he can. I, I'll let. Her, I'll get him to let you back in, babe. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to cater to this. It's all. It's all great, babe. I promise you. <laughs> My baby just said, "Cut it, <laughs> cut it." <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to have to get into some story time. It's what we're going to talk about. My baby has a bunch of interesting stories. I have one interesting story that has came back from my city. My baby, I'm going to get her to tell the story. She doesn't want to tell the story. I'm going to get her to tell it because it is an awesome story. But I have a story that came back from my old city of Velosa, Georgia. That is pretty much a cater to just how dumb my old city of Velosa, Georgia is. Oh, my God. It's it's an amazing story. When I read it, I just posted I posted on my Facebook that that this is going on a podcast. There's no way this doesn't this story doesn't go on the podcast. So I'm going to show you this story. I'm going to tell you all this story. Uh. I know you're just going to sit there and love it. And, baby, you're going to explain your story because, you know. And which one? You already know which one. No, I told no. you earlier. Earlier. No, no, the person you worked for? Oh. Uh huh. This is kind of Walsh. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna tell my story first, and then we're gonna get to the real story, my baby's story, which is I would say is the most awesome, one of the most awesome stories. It doesn't end well. It it doesn't end well, but it was pretty some, good. It's it's an awful story actually, and um, it's kind of strange personal experience. But do you want to start first? I'll start first with my story. So. <laughs> I think that most people, when they call 911, are not looking to go towards jail. Some people do. This guy right here is one of those people that went to jail for calling 911. Accidentally, as I should say. I don't know how you call 911 accidentally. I don't know if if he just has 911 on <coughs> as his as his first uh, number in his like contacts or whatever, but he called 911 accidentally uh <laughs> on the on a Friday noon of February 16th, which is oh I think we might have been in Velasta this time. I gotta look into that. I think we might have been in Velosta. I think we might have been in Velosta. We, oh, anyway. we that night. I think we came that night. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I think we came that night. That was your fifteenth. Well, yeah, yeah. Cause you came in the fifteenth, and we went to Velosta the next day. Yeah, so we were in here. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't even put that two together. So on February sixteenth at noon, we was on the road at that time. Oh no, I was still working at the time. Uh, now one got a call from a cell phone. No one requested help during the call. But emergency dispatchers could hear people talking on the other line. And it was talking like it was a narcotics transaction that was going down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
those now on one people, as we have learned from past events, as we was taught growing up, they can they pretty much have a GPS. They can find your phone anywhere if you call them. So they GPS the location of the phone, and they sent police to that location. There, they found a Mr. Colby Barlow. It was in the center of Bemis Road. Don't know where that was at. I guess the one of those shopping centers over there on Bemis Road. I'm gonna guess probably by um probably by um the pizza place I used to go to. Can't remember. Um hmm. Stop pizza quick. Can't remember. Can't remember the name of the pizza place now. I don't know why I'm flaking on it. But Aww. You don't know the pieces. You're like, oh, it's not the best pizza. Oh no, not uh, oh no, not Mellow Mushrooms. Another pizza place. Oh no, if I if it was, it would be funny. This story happened at Mellow Mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mellow Mushrooms does have it does have a white parking lot for it. It's an ideal place for trans for truck transactions. Because my baby, you sound like you've definitely seen a bunch of episodes of Narcos. Or have you been a part of drug transactions yourself? No. <gasps> I was not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Kobe Barlow, which is 21, by the way, which is pretty young. City woman. Um, the police came over, found him. And searched his vehicle. They said that, look, we've heard you talking over your phone. You called 911, you dumbass. <laughs> Pretty much. They found 2.3 grams of, can you guess the drug that they found? Sorry, I was speaking. I think uh, was Ah, you picked. You picked. It was. They found 2.3 grams of methamphetamine. Can you guess what they also found inside of that car, too? Um, what's it, um, firearm? You've been looking. You picked too many times. I mean, this was <laughs> well, 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 you just thought you just thought of it as a firearm. Just, you call all guns a firearm. I just thought logical. Like, would they really charge me for 2.3 grams of methamphetamine? Oh, no. yeah, yeah, man. Just... 2.3 grams of meth. Oh. Well, still, it's not a huge amount like drug deal. Maybe it's meth. I know, but, you know, still, you know, I guess that you get... I, I don't really know the laws in here, but... Well, can you guess how much did they actually find on him? This is what they found inside the car was 2.3 grams oh, really? and, and, and a firearm. Oh. Can you guess how much meth they found on him? In general, um, well, I would guess ten grams. No, not that many grams on him. They did find four point five grams of meth on him. Wow. <laughs> on him, this is on him. So that totaled up to obviously, if you can't do math, I'll explain it to you: six point eight grams of meth of meth on him. Was street valued at six hundred and eighty dollars. Wow! Sounds like he was teaming. With the possession of the firearm charge, I'm pretty sure that Cody Barlow, Kobe Barlow, is going to go to jail for a little while. Trying to go to jail for kind of a little while. Now. Philosopher PD obviously has some obviously had some some comment to say about this. Um, we would go to we would go to read off the comment by the Veloff the the Veloff the police department's lieutenant Adam Brimbry, which said, "Emergency dispatchers are often forgotten about in the world of emergency services." I don't think they are because I think if you get sick, you're gonna most likely call one one one, but. 
This is what he says. They handle, they handle hundreds of 191 calls in a daily basis. Give emergency medical instructions to frightened callers. Provide emergency responders with a lifeline. In this case, when train operators overheard a suspected illegal act, they used their training and, and experience to direct Veloster police officers to a subject that was in possession of illegal narcotics in a firearm. Yes. So, that's pretty crazy. I'm just gonna say this. 21 years old is just the scientist to hear this, you know? I just gotta say this to the story. Yeah. Mercy dispatchers, stop snitching, bro. He was trying to make some money. <laughs> I think they've done a great job. I guess they might have, you know? I just gotta say that I think this is like the, this is like the, um, this could be that could be a parody episode to Breaking Bad. Could have been this, uh, <laughs> this story. It could have been a parody episode. Uh, Eisenberg, Eisenberg is going. <laughs> He's going to sell drugs, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, we just heard all the transaction. I wonder what they were saying. I want to hear like the transcripts of that, like, uh, of that no one call now to see like what they were saying. I think they always give transcripts to all nine one calls. How his phone could? I don't know how his phone is set up to dial nine one too. I don't know how. Yeah. Like he just don't that. You know, if I was ever in emergency, I wouldn't even remember uh, what phone number am I supposed to dial. Basically, I never almost dialed this phone number. But how do you accidentally dial nine one one? That's the, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. No, that's a, this. That's a very difficult thing to do. Sometimes. I mean, that's a that's a legit like, that's a legit number you have to dial. You unless he has that saved in his phone, which I don't think you have it saved in your phone. But even to have all that amount with the firearm with him in a car, it's, oh, that's not the wisest thing if you want, not like, you know, but he was pretty young, so that explains it. And yeah. I'm still sad, well, a little bit that, you know, that's, um, a young person get bad influence and this is how it goes, that, you know, from the another day he gets deeper in this and all of a sudden he deals with it and he makes mistakes and he pays for it dearly yeah yeah well that is my story of the colby barlow and the suspicious 911 call uh, now do you want to take a break real quick or you want to just go straight into your story yeah Go straight to my story. Um, um, about okay, my baby story is about Karen Walsh. Karen Walsh. Karen Walsh. Yeah, she. She. This happened, uh, I think, nine years ago. Um, was before the time I was supposed to study in school. Well, was searching for a job and I found this job. You had just uh, moved to Ireland. You had just moved no, to Ireland. No, I was there living there already for a couple of years. And, okay. Uh, I decided to go back to school and study and uh, I needed to find a nighttime job basically. And uh, so I was searching and I came across this uh, flyer on a, in a display of pharmacy and they were just looking for stuff. So I went there. And, this was this um, mid-age lady that uh, basically said, "If you can start, yeah, you can start right now. We need help. I need help in the basement, cleaning, do some work, you know, tidying, tidying up." And uh, so this is how I started and worked for her for about two weeks, three weeks maximum even went uh, to the northern island because she had proper sh her uh now, she and her husband let's explain explain that ireland and northern ireland are two different countries northern yes. ireland belongs to the united kingdom, united kingdom yeah. and 
Ireland is just just the Republic, just the Republic of Ireland, and, uh, right. so they kind of have a feud and beefs and all that stuff up there. So going up to Northern Ireland was a pretty big thing. Uh, no, it's actually uh, there is no border. Basically, once uh, it became European Union, there was no border anymore. And, there still there are some people that are not entirely happy that you know with this situation, but uh, it's come pretty much uh, for a long time. It's no more fights going on, fighting. Uh, anyway, she had properties her and her husband in Dublin, and uh, also in the Northern Ireland in Nyeri. And uh, one day she asked me if I can help her move some things to her house in Northern Ireland in Nyeri. And so we loaded up in the truck and uh, I went there and uh, I was surprised, it was a beautiful place, really nice people, um, went there, done the job and uh, went back to Dublin and we kind of, she always paid me and uh, she quite looked after me for a while, she basically did help me when I was looking for a job and looking to earn some money so I was kind of grateful to her and um, although she was kind of quite quite um, unique a bit ma manipulative I think she was um, she she was very easy to ask for favors you know Kigo. yeah she was um, wait too easily asking everybody for favors although she did back it up with basically paying money most of the time I think to like cab drivers and stuff people that were working for her even in the pharmacy she had two or three staff so I think she was quite uh, straightforward pretty much and she at that time, uh, I could never say anything bad about her um, because, as I said, she really did help me. And uh, we kind of split apart because one day she just said that she wouldn't have any more work for me, which was fair enough because uh, she didn't take any advantage on me, you know. She didn't give me some work and uh, she wouldn't. Uh, let it, like without paying me the money mm. um, so I went uh, off looking for a different job and I got lucky found a, a even better job and uh, started the study and uh, only to realize around the Christmas time New Year's of that year that uh, I came across these newspapers with her picture on it and uh, that's that Karen Walsh accused uh, and um, pronounced guilty from uh, a manslaughter of an elderly lady um, around I think during the Christmas day actually mm -hmm. in that um, city of Northern Ireland near me and um, and I read about it, and uh, the the article was saying that uh, she consumed uh, about half liter of vodka, maybe more, and she went to her neighbor, and apparently they some kind of they had some kind of row. I think the neighbor was probably fed up and uh, wanted her to go, and uh, and she maybe became more aggressive and uh, I don't really know what's going what was going on it's just the article was saying that uh, she try she probably accidentally hit her or maybe she tripped and uh, after maybe realizing it she tried to make it look like a rape so she took a crucifix from the wall and uh, she used it uh, like a uh, simulate like a rape, rape mm -hmm. which was totally crazy I think the police uh, they got her um, through a phone records I think they were um, looking at that uh, 
and her phone maybe they could also maybe locate it with the GPS where was she anyway she she was jailed and uh, pretty much never seen her ever since I think she's jail in jail still yeah now uh, and that was pretty sad because she had a husband and a little boy and uh, and that was just uh, yeah I sad to see my family torn apart by something like that. Um, yeah, because he's known as the crucifix killer to this day. Uh, so you read the article, yeah? I have read the article, the crucifix killer. Yeah, that's a really uh, interesting. Um, uh, it's really just interesting just to, just to have you know just to have somebody that's actually worked with her and know her personally. Yeah, you know. I, I spent some time with her and uh, she was creeping me out many times. Like, you know, <laughs> she was asking for favors, like, go and get me, you know, use money, go on, could you get me, a, you know, some food, there's two miles of walk, but, you know, <laughs> she sent me there twice without any hesitation, you know? Yeah. So she was a bit like, oh, that kind of bit, but, you know, she did pay me, always paid me what she owed me, and uh, so I, I still actually feel like she did help me, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit strange, bizarre story, I mean. Now that was good, that was really good, babe. That's, yeah, that is the story of the crucifix killer that my babe actually worked for. It's yeah. very rare that we get to actually talk with personal experiences on this show and when it comes to story times. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't believe when I saw the article back then, I uh. was blown away. My mind was just stopped and I was just staring at it. Oh my gosh, that's my actual former employee. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, now, we talked about... Employee. We talked about what was the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you crazy baby. <laughs> Fine. We talked about what what your uh, favorite thing was about the states. I think I know what your least favorite thing is about the states. It is the. Uh, you, I think I know what it is for sure. What you, What are you gonna say? I think I have it in my head. I say um, if it's if it's wrong, I'll say if it's wrong. Least favorite thing. Yes. In the United States. Um. I must say, I don't have any, any... Oh, you have something. Well, oh, part of a thing that I kind of hate to see everywhere is, you know, people um, being homeless or poor people kind of being left out, you know. I hate to see this. This is probably the thing that I hate to see anywhere. And you see it pretty much everywhere, you know, in yeah. the world. I see it in Ireland, I see it in, uh, if I want to Czech Republic, the Prague, I see it in Slovakia, so, uh, this is the most thing that I hate to see. You went, okay, you, you didn't went, expect that, okay, yeah, I wasn't expect, I was, okay, I can expect that from you, but the answer that I know is your least favorite thing about this place mm -hmm. is the checking of ID when you have the trick and go inside anywhere. You hate it. You hate it. You copied it every time you got checked. Every time you got checked ID, it was like, this isn't happening. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. Actually, I think it's uh, even the screening when we went to the Washout concert, I mm -hmm. was saying that in 12 years time in Ireland I've never been so screened uh, as much as 12 days ever since I got here it, uh, okay Marathon Music Works <laughs> that was we forgot to talk about that good work bringing that up by the way uh, at Marathon Music Works that was a very very um, thorough checking that but, was very it was very um, abnormal for a place like that but even when I came to the airport there were 
checking screen retard, uh, parting me completely. Yeah, well, out. that's understandable. It's I airport. Don't mind that. They were just doing that job. It's airport, I don't but verify uh, music works. I don't understand why they're doing that. Even asking for IDs, like you know, you can get used to. It. It's nothing. It's not a big deal, basically. They're just doing their job, and I think that you know. Uh, they have to do it, otherwise you might lose your job. It's in the, the if they find if they somebody ca uh, if you get caught with the uh, underage, they can close your bar, mm -hmm. they can close your pub. So it's a big deal. I understand that, and uh, I was just a little bit trying to be money and funny. Uh. <laughs> Talking about washed out concert, uh, is that one of your new favorite groups? Yeah. We had such a fun time. I think that everybody there thought we was on ecstasy for sure. No, we were <laughs> yeah. a great time. Everybody there is just looking at us like, why are these guys dancing to? We was dancing before they even hit on stage. We was just dancing to the to the DJ's house music. <laughs> so they're like, DJ house music, yes. <laughs> no. And then we had chance. We had chance for every time the drummer would come out and practice his drumming, and the <laughs> guitarist would come down and practice his guitaring. And every time, like, so the stage manager would come out and manage stuff on the stage. We had chance for everything, and we had even had a chance for the smoke for the smoke machine, which worked the whole entire time. Which I think a lot of people don't give credit to. They, the, the the officers talk about people don't give credit to emergency dispatchers. People don't give credit to the smoke machines out there. That worked the whole entire concert. Yeah, there's such people smoking there as well. Oh! <laughs> the people were smoking up the ganja in there. Yeah. Yeah. My, my baby went, I smell sweet, I smell weed, I smell weed. <laughs> the ganja! <laughs> yeah, they smoked up uh, ganja several times in there, and my baby was just like, <laughs> I got you, got you. Oh my god, oh my god. I'm relapsing, I'm relapsing. That's another podcast where we talk about the different types of weed. <laughs> no, no, no. No. It robs you of your future and ambitions. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> Don't do it, kids. Do it. Do it. No. Do it. Either you're going to do that or you're going to wind up like Kobe Barlow you selling meth. You can have fun without it. You can have just as much fun without it. Uh, if you have to, have a beer. Oh, oh! Look at my baby being all, being all, um, you know, don't do drugs, see. Yeah, I'm trying to be, go uh, the right way. Finally, now somebody showed me. Oh, who's that somebody? I show, I show nobody the right way. I tell all my noisy ass to do whatever they want. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It was more encouraging than before. Even, even, you know. even, even, even if you can call nine one one while doing a drugs transaction, if you want to. No. <laughs> oh well. Let's see. Anything you else you want to talk about on this podcast today? Um, I would like to just thank. Um, to all the people that I have met and uh, that made this trip my first trip to the States uh, amazing and unforgettable and uh, just uh, I I'm never gonna forget uh, I had the best time in my life and uh, thank you very much oh with that said noisy ears noisers noise and tears we <laughs> We are about to end the podcast episode here. That was my guest Aww. Z. She was amazing. I know y'all loved her so much. Mm. Uh, maybe one day we'll be able to bring her back on the podcast again. Yeah. Have a great day and great week. I yeah. love you. Maybe we will go bring the noise from Dublin. 
I don't know the nickname for Dublin, so I'm just gonna say Dumb. <laughs> they know it's some Dub <laughs> from St. <Saint> Patrick's City. <laughs> okay. okay, so with that said, that is the end of the episode. I think because we need to at least play something from Washed Out because we had such a great time. Um, I'm going to find a nice little song for my DJ to go ahead and just tone up so from Washed Out. So with that said, I hope everybody had fun. I had definitely fun this episode. This is awesome. Great. And I hope that everybody has a great week and keeps just listening to my noise. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs>